0: Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Dolomite Is My Name. I watched the second half of Dolomite Is My Name. And this is is the the other other half. half. Two, one. It's It's Netflix Netflix month! Month! Ethan. Yeah.
1: How do you feel about biopics?
0: I think they're fun.
1: What about biopics specifically that have to do with people that make movies? Kind of like an Ed Wood.
0: Oh, I love them all the time. Have you seen Ed Wood? No, I've not seen Ed Wood.
1: Okay, this is from one of the the, the writers of Ed Wood. Okay. Uh, Is Ed Wood a good movie? Ed Wood's a very good movie. It's actually one of the few good Tim Burton movies. Oh. Because it's about Ed Wood, the guy who made Plan 9 from Outer Space. And this is sort of a similar-esque movie because it's about a guy that nobody believed in Mm -hmm. who wanted to make movies his way. And audiences loved them and laughed at them. But the difference is this is a success story, whereas Ed Wood is a horrible failure. Ah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. I think the thing is, is this movie is kind of, if you look at it, kind of your standard biopic. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, it starts from, I mean, I guess it's kind of a moment in his life, Mm -hmm. but it's, which makes it a little bit better. But It's it's, not like his entire life. It's not like his entire life, but it's him starting off as a nobody and then making his way to fame. Yes. And it does it pretty by the numbers mm-hmm. but it has enough for me it has enough style and flair and great actors in it that it kept it entertaining style is
1: what saves this movie yes it does because you're right like if you just look at like the basic layout of the plot it's very straightforward yes almost cliche in moments really but very much like it it feels like one of those like 70s action black blaxploitation films. yes like, which is the movie it's like that way based off of yeah exactly um, so did you, had you heard about Dolomite? Before? I
0: heard the name, but I didn't know anything about it. No, but did, did you hear
1: about Dolomite, the original? No, like not Dolomite at all movies. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Well, neither
0: did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I looked it up and I was like, oh wow. Okay. So oh. like, as I was watching this movie, I was like Googling certain things like, who's this character Dolomite? And yeah. what is the movie from? And like, they did some interesting, I didn't look at how truthful this movie was. Mm. So I'm just going to take it at face value for now.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but I don't know. Eddie Murphy is really good in this. Yeah, he was really fucking good. Like in he this. disappeared into that role, even though he still had the same kind of like affectations of how he normally talks. You, if you close your eyes, you can kind of hear it. But like he definitely just blended into this other character, uh, Rudy. He,
1: I I wrote Rudy. I didn't write Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like, through the when I was taking notes, which is I, for at least in, in the case of this podcast is a sign of a success. That's very for true. An actor. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this. It's weird to say, like, this is the part he was born to play. But, like, if you're going to be, like, this big, loud, bombastic, like, comedian, like, a- entertainer, yeah. Eddie Murphy is the perfect
0: yeah, role. Yeah, perfect casting. Yeah, exactly. Perfect casting. And not a bad supporting cast, either. No, not at all.
1: Uh, Craig Robinson mm-hmm. is in it. You got uh Titus. Titus. He didn't say anything in my half. Oh, my really? Life. He was yeah. pretty big in my path. He's big everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Keaton Michael Keys in the movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh Wesley Snipes plays the director? Yes, Wesley Snipes is in it. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, and I feel like there's some other people that There's like, representatives I mean, are missing. Yeah, there's a, it's a ma- massive cast. A of massive mass. uh, I think uh uh Chris Rock is in my half of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh minor character, but yeah, it's great cast. Also, uh it did a good job of setting the scene. No, like setting like the seventies. It felt very seventies. Like everyone, yes, it ha- did. Their hair, their the their way clothing. like
0: the looking at the record store that he starts in, and I could just like I know what that record store feels like to be in. I could yeah. feel like the because it's in L.A., so I feel like the hot sun in the in the record store yeah. with the kind of that plastered cardboardy back um, wallpaper. Mm. You could just kind of like feel it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it had a great sense of style, and that really brought it into the atmosphere of the movie. So,
1: in your half of the movie, we're going to get into the plot. Do we see any of the movie being made, um, or is the movie just starting huh? to get made in your half? Of the it's movie?
0: just starting to get made.
1: Interesting, because I see the whole film getting made. Okay, it was really cool.
0: Oh, really? It was really cool. I but... Honestly, was very upset when I had to stop watching the movie <laughs> because I was like, they literally the part I ended at is literally like the moment of like, oh, like we're finally getting this movie going and it's coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you've seen them, like. Try so try many things hard. for so while and be successful at things, but like, it he's just he's just one of those like cool characters. It's just like yeah. I I want to make something, you know, I want to be famous. That's my thing, right? But I also want to like make films and stuff for my people, which don't really get that much representation in movies, especially, mm-hmm. and um and just kind of also elevate the comedy scene into just kind of like this hipster underground, um. Comedy, comedy world, world yeah. that he just does a lot of smart things with. And I'm sure, I don't know how much all this was successful and how quickly it happened. It felt like it happened very quickly. I felt like they were trying to get to the part where he makes the movie. Yeah.
1: Cause that's the point everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: It's part most people know about. Well, I'm just like interested in being like, wow, oh, wow. He did this. Okay, cool. I think that's one of the cool things. And it's very much established later in my
1: half as well is like, he's playing a character. Like he's playing this guy who's like loud and like rude towards women and like ruthless he's and, a pimp he's a pimp like, that's his character right he's a pimp but like the actual character of rudy that the, the 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 person rudy is like this really nice like considerate soft-spoken person yeah who, like believes in what he has to say like he is playing a character you know like he he is mm-hmm. becoming like he's an he is an actor he yeah. really is you know and so it's like that's really cool like he's not just like i think i i also compare this movie to in a negative way towards like a disaster artist where you have a guy who's not a good actor and who's not a good director who has a lot of money and he's just doing he's, it's like a vanity project and he doesn't really care about anybody. And it's like, this is the polar opposite of that where like this guy does, wants everyone to shine and wants everyone to have a good time yeah. and he pays everyone out of pocket. Like, you know, it it feels...
0: He's self-sacrificial in a lot of ways, too.
1: And you, like, root for the guy. Yeah. You, know? like, you want him to succeed because he is, like, a good person, like, ultimately. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. There is
0: some interesting themes I want to talk to you about when we get through the whole plot, but sure. I think I want to see if it comes back around that in any way. Let's talk about this Where movie. maybe Rudy's not as great as you think he is. Oh, no! All right, so, start off with the movie and it's starting off with a Marvin Gaye you know, let's get it on. Mm. And you see Rudy, and he's there, and he's trying to convince Snoop Dogg, who was playing a DJ at a um, like a record store. I guess they just have DJ booths in there. It's just kind of cool. Uh, he's trying Probably to convince. Probably so he can
1: listen to the music, right?
0: Well no, he's like playing it in the radio. Oh. He's like playing off the radio just just in the record store as well. I
1: bet that's totally a thing. No, probably. Yeah. I'm sure if you just get Come the FM to record license. Store, I'm on the radio I'm famous. Yeah, he
0: got of tons stuff. of records to play cuz you're literally selling records. You'd yeah, be exactly. like, "Come on down." It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um anyway, he's trying to convince Snoop Dogg to play his music. And at this point, Rudy is a musician. So he's got all these Oh, that's cool. all these uh, goofy songs that Snoop's like, these are all stupid. Like I only play like the novelty hits. Music. Yeah, novelty music. Um and he just, like, Snoop is, you know, they're older, right? So Dolomite's what? Maybe 50 or something. 50, yeah, mid-50s, early 50s, something like that. Yeah. And uh, Snoop Dogg's also kind of getting up there, too. And he's just like, look, I don't want to be someone in a DJ booth spinning records in a, you know an indie record store. This isn't what I want to do. But I settle with it. It's fine. It's past our prime. You're maybe you're past your prime, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, no. And anyway, this revealed cleverly that he's not just in the record store. they um... Rudy also works in the record store as well oh. as a cashier, with um, Titus who works there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name actually, but he's he's works. Titus and right? No, Titus
1: and something from from Kimmy Schmidt.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um, not the actors, name. No. <laughs> no, his name is Titus, I believe. Isn't oh, is it? it? I think I'm 90 percent sure his name is Titus as well. Like Double song. check it, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Um, which I also th- which made it very easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. At night, he works as not a stand-up comedian, but as an MC, bringing on guests. Shit, you're right. Yeah, Titus Burgess. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so he's like talking to the bartender. He's like, "Hey, I want to get you know, I'm just an MC, and I know I go over my time, and I'm not like ultra funny. Like people aren't like laughing at him or anything, because he's kind of he's kind of a straight laced kind of comedian, just your yeah. standard comedian. And he's like, I want to do it all. You know, I got a song up there. I can sing some songs. He's like, look, I, vaudeville died like 20 years ago, dude. It's not the 50s anymore. Mm. And uh, I don't need to do it all, man. I just need someone to be an MC. And he's like, oh, fuck you then. And then he, you know, leaves. Um, and then Titus is listening to Red Fox, which I believe is a, a comedian at the time who he do you worked know who with. who Red Fox
1: is? I
0: don't. Really? No. Red Fox, he was in Sanford and Son. I don't know
1: what that is. No. Oh, he's like, dar 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 you know, yeah. Sanford and Son.
0: No. Uh, Red
1: Fox. Yeah, Red Fox was a, uh, a really funny black comedian back in the day.
0: Oh. Yeah. I mean, I assume that from the context because of <laughs> the movie. And Titus going, damn, this guy's funny. Yes. And then uh, Rudy's like, you know, I used to wash dishes with that guy and it sucked. <laughs> then he got, you know, he just found the right person and they gave him a break and that was all it took. Mm-hmm. So while they're doing this, a hobo walks in. His name is Rico. I don't know if he ever comes into play again. Not that I remember. What do he look like? It's kind of interesting. He kind of... Oh uh, shit! Ah, uh, he was in another. <laughs> this is gonna be very hard for Ethan. No, to he was in another. <laughs> he was in another movie, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, he was. He wouldn't have seen. He was in Luke Cage. That Does not matter? Okay. Um, but he kind of looks. Uh, he's a very skinny. Uh, homeless dude. He looks kind of like Bubbles from The Wire a little bit. No, I don't think he's in my okay. House movie. Okay. Um. But he's not. He's a different, per- different actor. Okay. Um, anyway, he is coming in and is like talking just weird shit. Everyone's laughing at it. He's just saying all sorts of crazy shit. Crazy stories that Homeless People was talking about, like, yeah, I, I fucked this, this dude, came up to me, and I fucked him up and punched him, <laughs> and whatever. They were just laughing at him. Uh-huh. And, um,. Uh, he, they eventually kick him out, but he keeps listening to his stories. Like these are really weird, and then he starts bringing up, "And I know about this guy. Let me tell you about the story named about Dolomite." Oh this, shit! Said this homeless man. And he's just like, okay. Um. So they're hanging him and his like comedy crew, which is like Craig Robinson and um, Titus, Titus and some other guy I don't recognize. I don't remember his name. Is it Keegan Michael Key? No, it's not him. Oh, okay. Um, they're hanging out talking, and oh, is it uh? He, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Rudy is like, hey, what if I took, like, those hobo stories and, like, clean them up a little bit mm. and made them jokes? He's like, nobody will find that funny. Those are, just, those are, like, rude and weird and they <laughs> don't make any sense. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Mike
1: Epps, Jimmy. Oh, Mike yeah, Epps. That's it. Go. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so <laughs> they're, like, they laugh laugh at him, make fun of him, and he leaves, and he's like, look, man, I'm at the lowest of my low. I came out in L.A., From Arkansas, I believe, Mm -hmm. which sucked, and I came to LA to make something myself. And this gig at the record store was supposed to be a temporary thing, and now look at me—I'm here, and it's the only thing I got now. Yeah, and it's very sad. It it sucks. It sucks, you know. Um, so he says, "Whatever, I'm gonna try to do something." So he, uh, sees. So he, what he does is he goes to the Dunbar Hotel, which is like a little homeless encampment Mm. where a bunch of homeless people hang out. And he starts talking to some of the homeless people there. And he's like, hey, I got some money. Anyone want to tell me some stories? So he just sits down. It's a montage of him. Give him money out. And just people just saying all sorts of stuff. And he's recording it. And then he uses that for his act. And he goes in. He starts. He edits it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then writes it down. And then puts on like a character. And it puts together like, oh, I got this crazy wig. I'll put this wig on. Um, I got these like fancy suits. I'll put this on. So he does all that. Gets ready. Just practicing in his room and all ready to go. And he goes then to do his MC job dressed as this. Mm-hmm. And he's, the bartender's like, what, or the owner's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you dressed like this? He's like, I going to try something new. And he's like, please don't. But he <laughs> does it He does it anyway. Yeah. And he comes up and he does, his comedy now is basically being really crass and rhyming it together. And his first jokes are about like how animals are fighting and fucking each other. <laughs> um, I love this line where he's just basically like, um, she gets so loud so low on the ground she sucks at earthworm's dick <laughs> and i was like oh, okay this is all right um and the whole crowd loves it they love this this crass odd crass loud. he has style he yeah. has rhythm and he has a band playing underneath him too like just playing like oh, he does have rhythm, jazz huh? yeah cuz he's like a kind of a musician exactly yeah. so he knows how to keep things in tempo it has like a rhythm to it Exactly. that's cool um and everyone seems to like it so then he goes to his aunt, who he's like, hey, I'm going to release a comedy record. And he, she's like, oh, another record? I already have so many. And she points to a whole bunch in the corner. What mm-hmm. are you going to do with this one? He's like, no, it's going to be a comedy record. She's like, oh, like Bill Cosby? I like that guy. He's real cute. He's real wholesome. Oh, and Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's like, can, we, can I get $250 to get some recording record equipment to do this? And she's reluctant, but does it. Mm. And then he goes to a house and records it just a constant. Uh, not a concert, comedy show in his house, or Mm -hmm. like a house. I don't know if it's his house. And they record it there, and it's all fancy. And Titus is giving people lots of alcohol to get them real drunk, so they're real uh, rambunctious. Oh, that's cool. And uh, they record it, and it's hilarious. Everyone loves it. Mm. But then he's playing it. It's a great cut where it cuts to him playing it in front of someone who's actually making records. And he listens to it for a little bit and just says... Nah, this, this isn't it. I can't listen anymore. He's like, but well, it's funny. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's filthy. I can't play it. Record stores, they don't want to be raided. Raided? Hey, come on, man. The world has changed. Deep Throat is a big-ass hit movie, and the lady sucks a cock in every scene. Yeah, in porno houses. Record stores, they're a family business. Kids go in. Uh, look, on vinyl, you can call a guy a cocksucker. But you can't say he sucks a cock. Can you grasp the distinction? No, I do not. If I want to say that a woman's pussy is so hot it makes a motherfucker's asshole burn, then I'm gonna sing it. So he leaves, it's like, F these guys. We're gonna put it out ourselves. We're gonna make it our own. And Tez is like, all right, cool. Um and so they're all there's a montage of them making records and printing them, and they put this little um devil stamp and someone's like why you put the devil stamp on there it's like it's rude to make it look like you're not supposed to be listening to it that's cool and i'm like that's cool that's a good way of doing it It's very smart
1: it's actually funny because that's something that carries on as well like later on when he makes the movie he ends up getting a lot of negative reviews and he ends up going he spins it he's like people want us are going to want to see something this bad you know yeah like he understands this sort of like m- morbid fascination people have yeah things that they aren't supposed to listen to or exactly watch, you know
0: like something—it's about different type of art, which is very interesting. Yeah, and uh, it's
1: something that like now people just take for granted. Like, no, what is it? Like, no press is bad press or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. But he just
0: amps that up. Yeah, he's just exactly. like oh, so yeah, you're not supposed to look at this. So he's basically selling this record out of his car. Selling it out of the record stop. Like it's going—it's hotcakes. Everyone loves it, and I believe it's called oh shit. What's what's it called? Oh, eat out more often. <laughs> Great title. Great out. Great title. <laughs> see even funny just That's on that funny. yeah um so <laughs> he's selling out the club now before he can not get his name on the thing even though he's an mc like now, right. he's, now he's now now he's bringing out. in people people are liking him he's he's underground. a good promoter it's,
1: like i feel like if the whole dolomite thing didn't work out he would just be good as like a promoter like somebody yeah, who couldn't promote but he wants to be famous oh totally for yeah. that
0: so this like random russian record company calls him i don't know their name i don't think it's ever like really they probably couldn't mention, reveal it due to probably, like legal reasons. Probably. Yeah. And they're like, listen, all the, um, listen to, all, listen to this. It's like really good. And everyone's like, I don't know. It's like all the black hipsters listening to it, we should do this. Maybe it'll be a crossover. And someone's like, a crossover to white people? He's like, no, crossover to people who won't buy records out of their trunk, <laughs> out of a guy's trunk. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, So they bring him in, and they suggest to him, like, okay, so you got this name. We're going to publish your record. So wait,
1: do they keep saying hipsters? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize the word hipster was a thing back in I the probably 70s. was. It's just something I figured, just... like, beatnik is
0: what you'd call them. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I probably was, though. I, I mean, pe- your hip, hip was a word back That's then. That's a good point. Hip was what you called so, people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so...
0: So... <laughs> man. So they bring him over, and they're like, okay, so we're going to produce it, but we've got to figure out a title. And we're thinking, like, because this is Eat Out More, we're thinking about you with, like, a plate and, like, with some woman's legs, you know, suggesting it. And he's like, what about this? And he just has... One of the ladies next to him was like, "Just strip down." She strips down completely naked and just gets to the thing. And he just stands, just lays on a couch. He just stands over her, and makes like a face like that. Just, <laughs> it's just really uh, crass and just like she's barely covering up her her private areas. And yeah. They they publish that. They they run with it. They're like, "All right, cool." And I bet it sells. Of course it does. Yeah. It does so well. He goes on tour all over the place. Mm. Um, he go he finds he starts picking up other people. On this tour, he meets he while sitting backstage and waiting for him to go on. He sees this lady, Lady Reed. Uh, yes, I yes. believe that's her name. Yeah, and she, she's a
1: major character in my half. The oh, movie. really? Yeah. And
0: she is hanging out there with just in the crowd. But then her some guy comes up to her. And she he punches her, Fuck. and then he just she just decks the shit out of him and yeah. knocks him out. And he's like, "Oh, cool!" And uh so she's after like, read the room. Yeah, buddy. exactly. <laughs> So after the performance, he comes up, and he is like, hey, you doing all right? Buy this lady a drink. And she's like, why are you buying me a drink? Look, I, I'll tell you what. I just broke up with my uh, lover who has a kid, and he doesn't even treat him well and all this stuff. Like, why, why are you even trying this? He's like, no, no, I'm not trying to hit on you. I honestly think because, you know, you feel like someone who had stage presence before. You know, I feel like you could do something big. Mm. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I used to be a backup singer. He's like, well, you need to just have something. And you can maybe do something big and just, like, see this stuff? Uh, this wig, it's fake. i do not not actually someone who is a pimp or anything or who's really brass or gross. Like, I just, its just a performance I put on. I think you could do something similar. Mm. So she then comes up with Queen Bee oh. as her title. And uh, she sings some songs with Dolomite and makes a lot of money. Of course, nice. she talks about, like, how her... Our pussy so good and all that stuff and it's it's pretty funny like they genuinely seem like oh okay they're are, they're
1: a cute couple yeah
0: they're not like and that's the kind of cool thing too at least in my app
1: they just seem like really good friends yeah
0: there's just never any romantic stuff between them I don't think he cares yeah about any I of never that.
1: really see him with like any like he doesn't have a wife or like a girlfriend or anything yeah
0: which is interesting yeah which is okay so one of the things I thought of maybe this car- which maybe it's just alluding to his sexuality because maybe it's never really revealed in his, personal life Mm, like Like in real life because but every time titus brings up something that's like um homosexual in nature like makes a joke about like oh i wish i had a oh i wish i had a honey boy instead of a honey bee or something like that and he's like man no one wants to hear about that just kind of is like slightly homophobic just like stop talking about that stuff dude just he accepts him but it's like don't doesn't want to hear about it right it's like maybe Maybe he's either closeted or he's just like homophobic because he's closeted? I, I don't know. I don't it's know. not a, it's not really clear. It's just kind like of I, said, I, never si- I mean he he seems
1: to have interest in women. Okay. Like later in my half of the movie, he like sometimes like not like cat call women, but he'll be like, Oh, like you're a pretty a pretty lady. But I mean it could be like it could body be act. as well. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, um so he goes home. Oh, he gets a call for the record label. And they're like, it's a record. Like, we're shooting up the charts. Didn't you hear? Come home. And then we got to make more records. And he makes, at this point, fast forward, he makes five different records. At this point, they're just naked people. It's just <laughs> him. and just naked people all around him. And he's just making more of these of his character. Mm-hmm. And now it's Christmas time. And he's hanging with his old crew again. He buys them all nice things because now he's a bunch of money. Nice. And uh, they're like, you know what? He's like, we used to go see movies. Let's go see a movie night. You guys want to see a movie? Like, yeah, let's go see like Blackenstein or all these other like, <coughs> excuse me, like black exploitation films. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, let's go see this movie called Front Page, because it's a movie, it's a movie that the newspaper said is like one of the funniest of the year. And I'm in the mood to laugh. And they are like, all right, so they go, and it's just a white movie with these clean with clean jokes mm, and like it's just really obscure car- people that like. If you're in the white movie industry, you might understand these inside jokes. And everyone's laughing at And they're like, there's no black people in this movie at all. Mm. And they leave. And Rudy gets an idea. He's looking. He's like, you know, magic happens. You see that light? It just beams oh, information funny. and ideas everywhere. Because
1: there's a, so- a shot later on where he's looking at that light. Yeah. Of- yeah that's it. That's cool. And
0: he's like, that, that, uh. I want to be on that. I want to be able to give this to more people. You Mm. know, I want to spread this. I'm like, you're really going to get into a movie. You don't have any idea how to do that. So he goes to real quick. I looked up Rudy Ray Moore. He was never married, but he
1: had two children. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. He's just a bachelor for life.
0: I guess so. Maybe that's just how he rolls. Yeah. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm going to make my own movie. And he goes to a black producer who makes mostly black movies. Mm. And, uh, he explains the whole thing. He's like, I got a huge fan base, you know. It's underground, but, you know, I think we, we do some stuff. But I, you know, could tour the country and everything, Can fill up that. Yeah. And he's like, look, I don't think this is going to work because your movies are kind of, like, last, like, older. They're not interesting. Um, we have a movie coming out about a black boy getting to be the first of his generation to go to college refers to his family to go to college and it's a redemption story and it's really nice and he's mm. like nobody wants to see that, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dumb <laughs> and i'm like huh is that a, a rift of the blind side or something like that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but um anyway so like a self-serious yeah like yeah. a very serious it's like okay weird <laughs> and he's like fine well, it's
1: like yeah like not every person that a white like not every movie a white person makes is going to be like this self serious, yeah. Like self aggrandizing. It's very true. Yeah, like, white people make dumbass, stupid comedies all the time. It's you true, know? but
0: there's a higher risk when you're black and you can't. No, you don't have as Much capital. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah, if you're a minority it. and
1: you're making a movie and that movie's bad. You're hardly ever given another chance. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, then the producer also looks like, you're not. Also, you're kind of old and pudgy looking too. So that's not the other really... thing. Is he doesn't
1: look like a movie star. No, he doesn't look like, like a, a movie star of a at gut. all.
0: Yeah, he's older. Yeah. So he's like sitting there at the barbecue, and is just like, "You know what? I'm gonna make it myself.
1: Hell yeah! I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna get all the money I made from the records and the tours, and I'm gonna ask the record label for some money, and I'm gonna make a make it for about 70k. I'm like, okay. See, uh, this is the thing I don't think people appreciate nowadays
1: is how fucking hard it was to make a movie back in the day. Oh yeah, like you had to buy film, you had to rent a camera, you had to like like editing was a fucking mess of a pain oh yeah like it's not
0: it's not as easy as someone just going in after effects or premiere or just like using your phone yeah you know like that's
1: the i feel like you can't really make a movie like this for the modern day because now i just be like i just want to make a movie i'll just pull out my phone yeah if you made a movie like this
0: it'd be so expensive still because if if you're doing it on film and everything oh yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: I just have the right lighting because lighting isn't as good that you have
1: to be able to light yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so
0: uh he's like I'll get my friends to do everything he starts assigning people names he's like but I don't have a writer no one's gonna write this stuff so that's where he goes and meets key Mm, kega michael key kega michael key and plays who plays he goes to like a jerry chair yeah a chair like um what are those called? Why can't I think of the name of the small the small it. Th- Community theaters. That's okay. it. Goes to like a, a black community theater. Okay. And he's like, Yeah, I just, you know, he's like, I want to find someone who wrote this play. It was really moving. Mm. And it talks to him. He's like, Oh, you like my stuff? And he's like, actually, you know, I, crude. I don't really stop my back. He's very polite about it. He's like, it's not my thing. He's like, Well, come on, man. Why don't you write some why why I want you to write for me? I want you to come in and write for me. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, don't you want to uplift the community? And he's like, I don't know, this isn't, I don't really think we're a good fit. And he's like, I left Arkansas for this. He's like, we both left Arkansas. We both saw how much it sucked. We have that in common. Yeah. He's like, ah, uh, fine, I'll do it. So he agrees to basically do it despite reservations. Right. And so they're having Reasonable like a- Reasonable reservations. Yes.
1: they do have very
0: different- Exactly.
1: Types of what they're expecting.
0: From so that's what was great about this next scene is they're in, he's writing, right? He's trying to get ideas from- Uh, Rudy, Mm -hmm. and he's thinking about all the different things that they could do, and he's just Rudy's just listing off multiple things, such as kung fu, kung fu, (laughs) kung fu girls, (laughs) uh, the devil. (laughs) Um, and he's just he's like, this is just a mess. There's so much stuff in here. We can't fit this in a movie. You know what they say? They say, write about write what you know. He's like, oh, I don't know anything. My life's boring. You know? <laughs> I just work in the club industry where, um, you know, there's like promoters and tricks going on and, and uh, sex workers and uh, bodies in lockers, meat lockers and stuff. And he's oh, just I like, oh, meant, like, lockers. no, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. So those things where it's like you, you can write what you know. You just don't quite know what's good yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you translate it exactly, yeah. translate into something. So he's starting to write stuff down and feeling inspired, which I really liked. It was a really good moment of like, This is how you, you're you at a, a writing block where someone's just giving you bullshit. It's like, No, give me the other good stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, he's like, What if I just b- blame Whitey? And they're like, That's great, we'll just do that. <laughs> good move, <laughs> good move. <laughs> um, so then they meet, um, Derville Martin, okay, uh, they because they're at a strip club scouting talent, <laughs> and uh, Uh, Derville Martin's played by Wesley Snipes. Yes. And he said, and they go over to him, like, hey, you want to be in my movie? He's like, listen, I'm big enough. I got an agent. Like, you could go through him. I don't want to be in your little dinky movie or whatever it's going to be. He's like, oh, you think you're so great because you got a small part in uh, Rosemary's Baby? Baby. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) maybe. He's like, why don't you do a movie for us? You know? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, what if you also direct it? He's like, oh, okay, I'm into this. There we go. And so that's how they got. Wesley Snipes. I just board. call him the director. <laughs> director, Duvall Martin. Yeah. So, uh, he goes to the record company. He's like, "Okay, I need some money." And He's like, "The record company's like, we could do that. Like, we could loan it to you, but if you don't pay it back, we're just not gonna. We're just gonna take the royalties out from your records, and Aww. it's gonna suck for you." And he's like, "He but he gambles that. Uh, he shit. gambles it. He's like, that's fine. I know I could do that. That's a okay with me." Damn. And then so they go to that. Hotel I mentioned earlier, where he talked to homeless Dunbar, yes, Dunbar, because it's filled with winos and junkies. Mm-hmm. So they break it open, and he's like, "All right, let's start, let's do this." And him and Titus are like, "All right, oh no, him and Key, sorry, Titus isn't there," and are like, well, "Are we gonna do this?" He's like, "Yes." What What happens is, is I was able to get a deal with the landlord that if I clear out all the junkies and winos, <laughs> you we, own it. No, not you own it, but you can like hang out here and oh. be the land, groundskeeper, and so you do whatever you want basically basically. um so they start doing the montage of them fixing it up and trying to get it better moving like um in and fixing up different uh sets Mm. for this whatever movie they're making (laughs) which i don't know anything about yeah and uh he at one point it's just a great little thing he's like hey make the make one of the bedrooms really nice make it with red and plush and all that stuff because i'm gonna sleep there after we get done shooting he's like you're gonna sleep there He's like, yeah, I, I couldn't afford my apartment after putting all my money in this, so I'm gonna stay here now. And I'm like, damn, he's really putting everything into this. Yeah, man, he's putting everything on the line. He so believes in his vision. He believes in the vision. So they get some like UC- kids from UCLA, these white <laughs> boys that come in to do the actual filmmaking because they're film students, right? And they'll do it for cheap or free or whatever. And they're like, all like, whoa, this is the weirdest films that I ever been on. <laughs> um, and they're like, we're gonna try plug it in our lights. And I was like, there's no electricity. Rudy, what do we do? Mm. And he's like, why don't you go steal the electricity from across the street? They're like, okay. So yeah. they try it and they get it and they plug it in and all the lights come on. And but before that, which is the moment I stopped, but before that, I wanted to mention that, yes. um, Durville Martin comes in and is like, is that the DP? He's like, D DP. So the director of photography. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. And it's like a old, the old white boy. He's like, he's like 20, 16, something like that. And he's like, you know, you got to have a DP who shoots. Black he knows people. how to shoot black people because white people, they reflect the light, but black people absorb the light. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, so I want to know how that comes into play at all. Doesn't. What?
1: <laughs> the DP does a great job. Oh, okay. DP is just the guy that's on the job. He's he knows a student. He's maybe
0: he's like, oh, I'm looking it I'm up. learning. He looks at the light meter. Hmm, turn it up. That's <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I genuinely don't know what it was like to shoot on film back in the day. I, like that must have been a fucking it's pain. It's a huge
0: pain because it could just not come out right. Yeah.
1: You know? y- whole day. Just down the drain. Down the drain because your exposure's off or light leak happened or something. It's nuts. It's insane to think about. Uh, Anyway, so um, Reed, Lady Reed, uh, everyone – the power comes on. Everyone's excited. They start shooting and all that stuff. And then everyone's, like, leaving for the day. And Lady Reed comes up to Dolomite, and she's like, I I don't like my picture being taken. And the people behind the camera say that film is just your picture being taken 24 times a second. I'm nervous because, like – I have to suck my gut in every time a photo stick. And like, she's mm. very self-conscious about the right. whole thing. Um, then the, uh, the night before everyone starts shooting, Rudy is running his lines, but also writing some new lines. And as he does that, he finds a picture of his dad and he starts to use the anger of his father. His father told him he wouldn't be anything. He wouldn't amount to anything. Uh. He uses that anger for his character. So like all of the anger of this sort of pimp character that is created of Dolomite is actually just directed towards his father telling him that he would never be anything. Hmm. So next morning they start you in the first scene where it introduces white guy who plays, he says that he plays the bad white guy in every movie and like, like a stage play. <laughs> he's just used to it. And he's good at it. So um, they start filming a scene and the white guy, like does his lines and like it's really intense and there's this really great moment where the camera starts out from like the 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 camera that we're watching the Mm -hmm. the the film that we're watching starts out behind the camera but then the 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 camera like edges in and like tracks in and then we watch the scene happening in front of us it was really cool and so we're like drawn into the scene and then Rudy, like, turns around to the, to the crew. He's like, that was really good. Like, it ruins the take. <laughs> he's just
0: like. That sounds about right. He's, he's like, just so encouraging but doesn't know. He doesn't know
1: anything about it. Yeah, he's you know? just
0: like, I'll help how I can, but I'm not very good at this. He's
1: just like, when is this movie coming out? I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. And it's like, it's really endearing. Uh, and then right before that, there's this really great scene where the director, he's just like, he's like, I don't understand the script. I hate the script. This is stupid. I'm wasting my time. And Rudy and uh, J- Jerry, uh, Kiki Michael Key, uh-huh. the the writer, they're both telling the director like you know this is what happens this is what happened like they're so emphatic about this making sense and then Rudy's like I am putting everything down like I I'll make sandwiches for everybody I'll do anything that anybody wants I want this movie to get made you know like he's like, let's
0: just finish it let's just do
1: this so then there's this great montage this is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie it's a montage of them shooting all of the action scenes in the movie but the montage is shot like an action scene so huh. like for instance you'll see like this guy getting shot up like like he gets shot up and then there's like all these bullet like shots around him and then the camera tracks back and it's in slow motion Uh, and you see a guy going down like setting off all of the explosions and it's so cool or like you have a zoom in to my one of my other favorite bits is a clapboard like Uh you see a zoom in of a guy clapping the clapboard and the sound effect for the clapboard is a punch sound effect
0: oh that's pretty good
1: very minor things but it really like that level of style and like panache really like elevates the film. Like it, it truly does. Cause
0: if, if you didn't have that, it's just like, even if we're explaining this plot, it's like, okay, yeah, he's, He's, he's working and he's doing better he's
1: shooting a movie yeah yeah like that's boring how can we make that interesting and how can we make it feel like a 70s like exploitation action film mm-hmm. this is how you do it that's interesting
0: because none of that stuff was really in your movie beforehand movie. like they didn't have any of those special edits or anything it's
1: really cool it's 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 a it's a touch that's like
0: that's probably happened when the electricity got turned on i bet
1: oh yeah yeah, that's exactly right. Like, yeah. now we're making the movie, baby. Now
0: it's happening. Let's do it.
1: So, Rudy doesn't like the idea of a sex scene in the movie. Uh, Jerry has ridden the sex scene between him and a uh, a white woman. And, and Rudy's like, I'm not sexy. And I don't know how to be sexy. Like, I know how to be funny. And I know how to act like a rude pimp. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to act sexy. And so then, uh, Lady Reed, she's like, maybe you... Don't have to have a sex scene that is sexy and serious. Maybe you can have a funny sex scene. So smart idea. So then, and also, there's this really great moment where uh, uh, Craig Robinson, one of his like crew, he's like his original crew. He's like, "Oh man, you wrote a, a sex scene with a lady. That's that's pretty great. Like like you're taking advantage." And it, Rudy's like, "No, like I'm not trying to do that. Like yeah. I I, I, w- I didn't. I barely wrote this. Like I didn't write this scene. So the take whole take
0: note, love. Yeah, I know
1: exactly." <laughs> Uh, so then this scene is great because uh, 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 Jerry, Michael, he's like upset because he's like, I wrote this to be a passionate, tender sex scene. But the whole scene becomes like this ma- massive joke where he's like having sex with this, this like white woman and the bed starts shaking and then smoking. And then the ceiling like falls down on them. <laughs> and, like, it's like fucking hysterical and everyone thinks it's really funny. And so it's like this scene that could have just been this really like exploitative scene that most other like, even, like, nowadays, when you have, like, a sex scene in a movie, it's super exploitative and just trying yeah, to yeah. show off, like, boobies. Yeah. And it's actually, like, a really funny joke. Yeah, pretty good. And everyone can enjoy it. Um, so, uh, they have run out of film because they were just using the end bits of, like, unused parts of, of the film, I guess. Got it. Uh, and so, they've started running out of, out of film and they've started running out of money. And so, uh, Rudy has to, like, beg these... Russian
0: people? The, yeah, it's the record company. The
1: record company has to start begging them. And the director overhears this. the Snipes overhears this. And so he's like, hey, when I worked on Rosemary's Baby, I worked with this uh, actor, John Cassavetes, who's now a director. And, you know, when he is doing movies, uh-huh. he's under a lot of anguish and stress. He uses that. So I want you to take that anguish and that stress and put it in front of the camera. Okay. So the next scene is them shooting this big action scene. And... um. He, he uses that energy, I guess. He uses it to, like, shoot this big finale where, like, the, the, the women that Lady Reed, the Queen Bee, has under her, like, kick ass. And he kills all these people. And it's fucking awesome. And everyone's, like, super excited. And the shoot's over. And everyone's all happy. And then Wesley Snipes is like, I hated doing this. It's all done. I'm done. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. Fuck all of y'all. I won't see it at the premiere. This was miserable. I'm gonna go off and do real work.
0: I like his honesty.
1: And so he just leaves, and everyone's all upset, you know. And 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 Rudy's like, I, I like I like the movie. And the crew's like, Yeah, so did we. And everyone's like, Aww. You know what? Fuck that guy. We had yeah. a good ass time, you know. We we and it was like this sort of thing. Like it was like a group project. Like you know what? We were all
0: brought together and we had a really good time. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of movies where people don't have a good time. No. Not at all. And more than just one person is like, this sucks. It's like everyone else thinks this sucks. And yeah. one person's having a good time. And that's worse. Exactly. So everyone's behind him. And it's all good. But the problem
1: is, is nobody wants to buy or distribute the movie. He uh, oh. Once the movie's done and edited, he calls up all the different like production and distribution companies yeah. out there. Nobody wants it. So he gets super depressed, and he goes back to the grind of selling records and playing nightclubs. But he's like, "I'm worse off now because I don't even own the rights to my records anymore." That's true, you know. And i I have this movie nobody wants. So then he's put in contact with the theater owner, this guy that just like runs a theater. And the guy's like, "Hey, if you pay me four hundred dollars, I'll run your movie, and you get whatever we, you know, the ticket sales, like any tickets right. that right bought. So like you can make bank if you can pr- if, you, if can you can promote it, yeah." And we, there's one thing we know about Rudy—he's a great promoter. So he promotes the shit out of it, and what do you know? Tons of fucking people show up. Everyone fucking loves it, eats it up. This movie makes a shit ton of attention because people like. And there's this great moment where, like, the guy that runs the theater is like, "I don't—is this supposed to be funny?" And he's like, "People are enjoying it. Like, yeah. it is—you know—it's—it's it's action, it's adventure, it's sexy, it's funny. It's—it's it's what everyone wants. Yeah, you know. And it's like that's." it's sort of funny because this is basically like the same things that a lot of like action movies would eventually become was like, you can be funny. You could be, you know yeah you can have, like blood and guts and you can have some sex in it and like it's just like a big grand old time for everybody like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to really make sense and it doesn't have to have like internal logic and it doesn't No really say anything there's especially. lots of plot
0: holes or whatever but it it's matter. just everyone's having fun and you can kind of tell when movies while they're being shot are also fun to shoot and people are putting their passion and love into it
1: yeah and that's totally what this is is that energy comes off the screen and everyone's loving it and uh Production companies take notice So there's this one production company That's run by Bob Odenkirk oh. uh, And he's like, hey, we want to buy your movie So Rudy and his crew show up And they're all dressed up And they don't want to be Now, making, are
0: you, yes. were you shocked seeing Bob Odenkirk in this Or Little Women?
1: Little Women Okay, <laughs> just wondering I will say, he shows up Spoilers, Little Women I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah And then he calls them Little Women And I'm like, what? <laughs> you said the
0: name of the movie <laughs> My Little Women And then he's like, your name is Dolomite <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right dolomite is your name is it not
1: <laughs> so uh they buy the rights they start they're gonna produce they're gonna make it all over the company and um they're everyone's super excited they're gonna make money and so the night of like the big premiere um rudy picks up lady reed and his whole crew and they get in the limousine and before they get in the limousine lady reed has this monologue where she's like rudy thank you for putting me in the movie because there's not a lot of women that look like me in movies, you know, like plus size women, yeah. you know, and it's like I'm a real woman and I'm, you know, just, I'm not in these sorts of movies. And, you know, so it's like it's sort of a cool thing of like, hey, like this is what it's like to like put like real people in front of a camera. And th- that's a big deal for back in the day. Like it's a big you- deal now. It, 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 totally, <laughs> that's totally true. Uh, so they get in the limo and they start reading negative reviews. As I said before, Rudy puts a like positive spin on them, but everyone's still sort of down because they're like, we put all this money and time and effort and nobody fucking likes it and people are calling it like vulgar and rude and so he's like look guys whatever happens we had fun we put a movie out that we can be proud of and that's all that matters you know yeah. and then one and then i think craig robinson's like holy shit there's a fuck ton
0: of people here nice
1: mass the, it's sold out not only is it sold out and not only is there this massive crowd in front of the theater it's sold out so much that they have to make extra showing so they're showing a is showing at midnight and showing at two. And there's nice. gonna be these people waiting till two in the morning to see this movie including this like little like kid who's also like this sort of like bigger sized kid who's like this massive fan of rudy so they show up and, and and there's like all this press and people are taking photos and rudy's about to go into the theater but he turns around and he sees all these people waiting outside who's gonna wait out there for like two, till two in the morning and uh lady reed's like hey do you want to come in watch the movie like with everybody and rudy's like no i've seen the movie already i'm gonna wait outside with the people who are gonna wait and i'm gonna entertain them And so he comes out and he like has he's he's like this chat with this like 17, 16 year old kid who like looks up to him and owns all of his records and quote him back and he gives him his like pimp cane and he like walks in front of everybody and he's like, guys, you're going to have to wait a little longer, but don't worry. I'm going to be out here with you and I'm going to entertain you. That's and cool. It, it's really cool because it's like, that's all he ever wanted.
0: Yeah, you know? he just wanted to entertain, make people happy. You and, know? It's, and he is. And, and like, he, yeah, it's a good point though. Like, what? oh, yeah, you've already seen this movie. Like, You've made what, the movie. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you can I, watch it again later. Who cares?
1: Exactly. And so then that's basically the end of the movie. And we get a little, like, we all get the like title cards that come out after the, at the end of the movie. We also have clips from the original Dolomai movie so we can see oh, and yeah. compare. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which is very cool. And you can see like how close, like, Eddie Murphy doesn't really look like, uh, no. like the actual Rudy, but like he captures the essence of him. I mean, it's
0: like um, Tom Hanks is Fred Rogers, right? Yeah, exactly. Like he just had to capture the essence of the character. Yeah, doesn't matter what they look like. Exactly.
1: And so, one of the things that I didn't know was basically, I guess, his rhyming and the way that he was able to, uh, like rhyme a lot of these like uh, jokes and stuff. jokes, yeah. along with music was apparently he uh, like rappers refer to him as the godfather of rap
0: yeah well, when i was listening to him I'm like is he he's like kind of starting off with rapping because it's kind of a a lower beat you know the music isn't super pronounced but then he's making rhymes that are almost like diss tracks in some ways yeah
1: exactly so i guess a lot of like in the 80s when rap became a thing they called him like the basically the beginning of like what uh-huh. rap was I believe that. And then the last thing that it says is he continued fucking up motherfuckers until the end of... until he died. Until the yeah. end of his days. So, until two,
0: 2008?
1: Yeah. When he passed away? I'm not sure. I doesn't really it doesn't really say. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, this was a fun-ass movie.
0: Yeah, it's a fun... It's a real fun movie. And it feels good. It does. It's... <sighs> you know, there's it, a... This is what I wanted Disaster Artist to be. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's just, like, a well-made movie about, like, a guy. That's a,
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the thing. Disaster Artist was okay, but it was just, like... If you read the book, you're just like, yep, that's the book. They did it again. They that's just... the book, but worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but then you see this movie. It's like, this is fun. It has its own spin on like a biopic. It's promoting someone that you never, that at least us as white people have not heard about. Yeah. I'm not uh, white, but okay.
1: But like what mainstream America is Exactly. American yeah, exactly.
0: culture, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. Like, it's on fucking Netflix. Like, yeah, it's go, on Netflix. It's Netflix, Netflix original. I it think. is. It's a Netflix original. Uh, He does a great Eddie Murphy does a great job at it. Yeah. Um, it's
1: a fun movie. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
0: It's super fun. I'm trying to think of other things that are good to say about it. Oh, it's nice seeing um, people of color actually having like a good time and a success story too. Yeah. That's instead of being massive. like, man, look how bad and sad everything is all the time. Ugh, which yeah. is like, yeah, it's important to show that. But you know what? Just like his character, yeah. j- he wants everyone to just have a good time.
1: Well, I, I mean, that's what's sort of cool too is like you see somebody like this, like like Rudy, and it's like he's like basically what like a lot of like white comedians just fell into you Mm -hmm. know like he's basically like a like a i guess i can't really compare him to like a carlin but like he was like he did he worked so much harder he like had to self-promote he had to like create this character he did it like when he was like super like late in the game Mm -hmm. you know and he he like single-handedly made his career like by himself nobody really like believed in him and like he had to sort of just bullshit his way to the top and like that's really fucking cool like that's incredibly cool to see, you know, and like, and he's a, he's a funny guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this movie, oh, cheer me up. Maybe made me feel good about I stuff.
1: Still, I like a smile on my face yeah the movie. Was it like, was super was fun funny. to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: I highly recommend this movie. It's on Netflix. It's time to watch something not sad.
1: Yeah. In between watching uh, The 13. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah. And Just Mercy. Check this out. Check, Check this <laughs> out. <laughs> Yeah, some like super fun, like so, bullshit uplifting. One thing film. I was going to
0: say is at the beginning, we talked about how um, the, or I talked about how I was kind of weirded out by the fact that he took like homeless people stories. Oh, yeah. And just was just like, and turned them into, and like, just turned them into bit. like, it kind of like stole from them in a weird way. It kind of felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if the movie's trying to comment on that or if that's just how it was. Mm. It might have been just how it was. And, Probably and just didn't make a comment about it but I was just like that's kind of a weird a weird thing to do and not like I thought when they were going to he was gonna go back to that same place where he took the homeless morris from, mm-hmm. and he was gonna like fix it up and be like, "Okay, you can stay here now" or something like that. And instead, he's like, "Get out of here! We gotta make a movie." <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, "That's kind of weird." I thought he'd maybe do something nice, but you know what? Hey, probably didn't. And no. they're just keeping it real; like they're not gonna make They're not him... gonna make him a better person. Yeah, because yeah. that'd be worse, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be way worse. And yeah. then it's like a little. This was like an idealized version yeah. of this person. And yeah. then it's a little, like semi-homophobic things Stuff that he'd in say it. but but again it was the 70s it was the 70s and also he didn't like not like and hang out with titus, titus yeah he was just like yes yeah, I, I don't want to hear about it that's it like yeah that's pretty progressive
1: We're, for the 70s For the <laughs> '70s, <laughs> yeah it's the same thing as this like this movie calling like bill cosby a nice person like it's being true to the time period yeah you know so it's like yeah like obviously we don't like that anymore but well like,
0: yeah but we didn't know any better we didn't know any better at the time yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and we and we definitely don't stand behind that kind of like you know shittiness.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate that. I guess I guess it's a good point. I appreciate that they don't like uh wash that sugar stuff cut. away. Yeah, sugar coated or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, like well, here's how it is. He yeah, got his idea from homeless people telling stories. I don't know if that's true or not. But I don't
1: know if it's true. It's also kind of like I mean. How how many other people just like talk to almost people though? It's very true. Like, even just listen to them and had to hear what they had to say. That's Although, this was definitely. I don't even. Because it's not like. I was worried he was going to become like a hobo. Like, he was going to be a hobo stage person. That's what I thought I was going to go. But it wasn't. It was really just more like, let's take your like shitty life and I'm going to like translate it into yeah. this pimp character. Well, they didn't
0: even talk about their life. They just made. They just said weird, weird like, stuff. Like crazy shit just that happened. Crazy shit that just yeah. talked about it. And he's just like, well, if I take their affectations of how they say it, it was such. Um, determination mm, and confidence. confidence, yeah, and just apply that and make it rhyme, and then we can make it funny, mm, yeah. And that was his whole character, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm curious to listen to his albums. I want to. I kinda, know I kind of listen
1: to him too, and I want to hear uh just how politically incorrect and offensive they are. Oh uh, yeah. in 2020.
0: <laughs> uh, e- even watch this, I'm like, oh okay. That's I mean, some stuff you could
1: say. Fucking, have you heard of any? Have you heard any uh Eddie Murphy stand up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like incredibly transphobic yeah uh, but uh it's 70s <laughs> this is a, he actually was in a lot of movies after or a lot of like he made like a ton afterwards. of films after this yeah, like, yeah. He made
1: like seven or so movies after that which is like crazy and again it's like all self-promotion like all just like you know you believe in your work you believe in the craft you believe in the stuff you're gonna put out yeah you know it's pretty impressive
0: came out with the human tornado afterwards and the monkey hustle and baps there's a movie about uh like the devil i think too right <laughs> you know what's funny is when he's like let's not do the devil he's like okay i'll be in a later movie yeah i think he made a movie about the devil probably uh yeah
1: but uh yeah i think there's a lot of references to the other films i kind of want to see them i bet th- i bet they'll be on like some kind of streaming. i would i would
0: watch the original dolomite i'd be curious to see it yeah i want to see that because oh. it sounds like a hoot he made a he made the return of dolomite in 2002 Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. That's so that's, that's cool. quite a ways after. That's, <laughs> that's at least 26-7 years after. He's definitely nuts. older by then. Yeah. Uh guys,
1: should we watch these Dolomite movies? <laughs> email us at emailtheotherhepodcast.com and let us know. Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it ages
0: poorly. <laughs> sounds good there you go i mean most emails age poorly that's true because you're like hey come downstairs and it's like that was yesterday <laughs> that was yesterday i'm not coming downstairs there's no anymore. more stairs the, the stairs, stairs are gone bit decrepit we removed the stairs <laughs> sorry yeah well good night everybody <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you liked our Showgirls episode, you should listen to Rewind and Reconsider. We're on uh, Mia and Harrison's podcast talking about The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, the 1999 masterpiece.
0: We haven't recorded it yet, but I'm sure it'll be a great time. It definitely will be. We
1: always have a good time with Mia and Harrison.
0: Yes, we do. And they, they are don't, very good people. They don't have a gun to our head right now. Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. All, bye. Please let us go. <laughs>